I'm mad for nothing, I'm Caillou, bitch. Fuck door this floor, Caillou, bass freestyle, suck my dick, bitch. Her pussy ball like Caillou, swag swag like Caillou. I'm good, nigga, how are you? Go way back like Caillou, hat back like Caillou. I don't match like Caillou, my weed young like Caillou. Go dumb like Caillou, I'm PBS like Caillou. DTF like Caillou, my dick fresh like Caillou. She get wet like Caillou, the realest did it like Caillou. I dig in it like Caillou. Bad bitch, go suck dick, need 30 minutes like Caillou. I'm up early like Caillou. She get dirty like Caillou She ain't worthy, I'm Caillou I'm nerdy like Caillou I'm young as hell like Caillou Don't fail like Caillou I go for it like Caillou Fuck Dora, Caillou Four years old, four years old Shouts out to my little brother Caillou I got like 30 different colors on I think I'm Caillou, bitch Suck my dick I don't match for nothing I'm Caillou, bitch Fuck Dora, the explorer Caillou, bass freestyle Suck my dick, bitch <laughs>
Um, this is the Amazon page. I want like the Wikipedia page. Yeah, it's literally the next one. Yeah. Wow, um, you're zoomed in. 140% on Wiki, huh? Yeah. Well, because... Hi, listeners. It's been a chaotic <laughs> episode so far. Yesterday, I broke my laptop. It still kind of works, but... We're recording on it. We're recording on it. Probably a mistake, but it's fine. I will run a backup on my external hard drive. So I broke my computer... What happened was I spilled coffee on it, and mm-hmm. I short-circuited the keyboard. So the keyboard doesn't work anymore, and they say that basically over the next month, two months, whatever, it's going to just gradually break down more and more. But that means that in the meantime, we got one of these. Yeah, we got a, a USB keyboard that I'm using. So I'm I'm sitting with the laptop pretty far away from me, and I've got the keyboard and the mouse on my lap, mm-hmm. which just means that... Um, also, we got this keyboard for $4. It was a $4 wired keyboard. $4 for the keyboard, 70 for the external hard drive. It doesn't matter because all of you have sent me $1,100 as, as of this time of recording, which is fucking amazing. I haven't asked for money. Because I was going to, like, get a loan from my parents or open up my very first credit card and make it happen anyway. But y'all have made it much, much easier. So thank you to you all. Um, I'm probably going to do, like, some sort of thank you stream uh, whenever I get the new Mm -hmm. um, computer, which might be as early as Friday. What are you going to do? Are you going to play Fall Guys? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um, Whatever the hot new thing is. Also, I want to say... $4 $4 for this keyboard, and it has a number pad. I like this keyboard, actually. Yeah. It's, it, you know, it's This functions. keyboard is going to enable me getting back into FF14. Yeah, that's the real shit. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, Red Rising. Red Rising. Red Rising. Um, I'm going to read you... Um, let me see if I can find this. Because I haven't read these books. Red Rising Hierarchy. Maybe that'll get us what we need. Color. Right. So the color system of the society originally was a caste system created by early humans on Earth to create order when first colonizing the moon. It is also a form of social hierarchy Im- improved upon by the early, early golds during their conquering of the solar system. It divides... Uh, humanity into 14 distinct colors um and this is kind of the premise of the book oh my god is that like society like society has colonized the stars and we have a caste system of 14 um like colors basically um that and i assume that the protagonist of these books like finds out that the color system is bad and um like upheaves it or something but i don't know anyway let me read to you the colors because this is about to get wild Mm -hmm. gold rulers of society silvers financiers and businessmen that's not (laughs) anti-semitic um whites clergy and judges coppers um administrators and administrators lawyers and bureaucrats this also creates a very funny thing where you will have, once again, haven't read these books, don't know anything, but I assume characters are like, oh, he's a gold, or oh, he's a white. <laughs> um, mid-colors, blues, bridge crew of starships and pilots, yellows, doctors and researchers, greens, programmers and technicians, violets, artisans and other creatives, Oranges, mechanics and engineers, grades, regular soldiers so, and police. So there's just no, there's no like gradient here. No, <clears throat> it's all in service of what's at the very bottom. And here we get to the oh, shit. Oh no! Low colors: browns, servants, cooks, janitors, obsidians, elite soldiers and bodyguards, pinks. Pleasure slaves and social functionaries and reds, manual laborers and miners. That's all of that is illegal. This is so racist. Holy shit. <laughs> also, I mean, is that intentional? I don't know. Because, like, here is the cover for the third book. It is just a sickle 
with a sun rising over it. <laughs> should we should we cover these on like oh Arcanum bonus episodes? Maybe. <laughs> this is the worst thing I've heard today. <laughs> Which is saying something because before this you were telling me about the Jennifer Hale song that she wrote to go with the audiobook of the new Christopher Paolini book. Listeners, she co-wrote you... it. She uh, she co-wrote it with the musician. It, I think. Listeners, if you are not familiar, Chris... w- so Aragon was a book. <laughs> yes, if you don't know Christopher Paolini, he wrote Aragon. We kind of just launched into the verse. Yeah, but... the fractal verse, which I guess is the setting name for To Sleep in a Sea of Stars, because you know our man Christopher is reading Sanderson. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. He saw the Saito verse and he was like, I want a verse. What if we all want a verse, Christopher? <laughs> Get in line. Uh, um, what if the album art for this was just um, Christopher Paolini's head under the sickle? <laughs> Why? Um... <laughs> Also, so, I feel like there are two important contexts informing this episode. One is that um, I broke my laptop, but the listeners really came through um, and have helped us out in a tremendous way. And that, once again, I didn't ask for that. I was maybe going to ask for it today, but y'all came through before I even said anything about, like, what we might need. And it's been fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, and two, and and so there's one is that two that I haven't had coffee yet, and so I've forgotten what my actual second point was. Christopher Paolini's new book. Christopher Paolini's new book, but there was something else. Oh, the other important piece of context in the abnormal mapping Discord, there is now hashtag export chat. So, like, if you want, there will never be. Uh, an official export audio fan discord there is an export audio discord that is only for hosts so that we can record things but there will never be like a a export audio discord so if you've ever wanted that that sort of exists you just have to join the abnormal mapping discord and that thing has been popping all morning in a way i didn't expect (laughs) um and absolutely we fed off that energy and launched into recording our own things this morning So, Paolini has been working on this sci-fi book for years. Okay. I don't know anything about Paolini, so tell me about Paolini. He... He's a a nerd. He's a gamer. Oh, he's a gamer? He's a blacksmith. He got into blacksmithing because that's so much of a nerd he was. For real, for real? Yeah, for real, for real. He's made swords. He's posted about it on social media. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Oh my god, that's going So on the contact Christopher page, there's like some some ways to get into contact with people representing Christopher Paolini. Under film and television, there's like names, company name, you know, city. Oh my god! Yeah, city, <laughs> country, etc., etc. Uh, and then in parentheses under film and television, it says, To request an Aragon movie reboot, click here and read the answer to, Will there ever be another Aragon film? Well, we are clicking here. Okay, yeah, this is what I wanted, because Contact Christopher <laughs> was under the FAQ tab, and what I wanted was a, like, frequently asked questions. So, one, will you write another book set in Allegasia, which is the setting of Aragon? I did. The Fork, the Witch, and the Worm, a collection of short stories, uh, was released on December 31st, 2018. I also still have every intention of writing book five, which I have already outlined. After spending so long with the world and the characters of the Inheritance Cycle, I can't bring myself to walk away from them for the rest of my life. For more info, see this article. Um, is The Fork, the Witch, and the Worm the long-discussed book five? No. Tell me more about it. Um, three short stories set inside the larger framework of Aragon's current adventures. I was, I have that. I, it's over there. Um, the, I haven't finished it, but like Aragon talks about like meeting the wild people out beyond the borders of the empire. 
run that by me one more again. The wild people out to the east, beyond the borders of the old empire. Okay. <laughs> I think they like live off the land, and they're like, wild. oh, do they? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm interested to see where that goes. So there's the known world, yeah, and then off past the edges of the known world is some people who live off the land uh-huh. and are called wild people. Are like wild men? I forget exactly. Interesting. He fights them. Oh, cool. <laughs> what are you working on now? Over the past 10 years, I've thought a whole bunch of stories that I would like to write, stories in different genres and for different media. I just finished The Fork, The Witch, and The Worm, a collection of short stories set in the world of Allegasia, published on December 31st, 2018. That's the third time you said that exact phrase on this page. <laughs> Also published on the same date was Barnes & Noble exclusive collector's edition of Aragon, which includes nearly 50 pages of all-new bonus material. My new science fiction novel, To Sleep in a Sea of Stars, is releasing on September 15th, 2020. Uh, the audiobook will be narrated by Jennifer Hale. Um, this is Autumn editorializing of Mass Effect fame. <laughs> no, it says of Mass Effect fame in other parts of the website. Don't worry. Oh, does it? Okay, yeah. good. Um, so, yeah, I didn't realize... We didn't really miss anything. Like, I thought maybe, like, he put this book out, like, six months ago, and maybe we were behind the times, well, but no. there's a page on here that says it's scheduled to come out September 19th, 2019. So it got pushed oh. back a year for some reason. It pro- I, you know what? I bet it got pushed back once to do some re-edits, and then it got pushed back some more because COVID. <laughs> anyway... Will there be another Aragon film? Tell me, David Lynch. Coop, I would love to see a reboot of Aragon, along with having the rest of the Inheritance Cycle made into movies. I'm working on it. The decision to make more films rests with Disney, which now owns the rights. If and when I have news, you can be sure I'll share it on my website. I can't believe Disney owns that. Now. I almost like broke character and started crying when I read uh, that Disney owns the. I didn't read that sentence before I started <laughs> doing course. the David Lynch voice. I only said that because you accidentally did the David Lynch voice. <laughs> Will there ever be another Aragon film? <laughs> it's like, you know what would be really cool though? Eldest coming to Disney Plus 2021. Disney Plus like animated Aragon. That's a layup, right? Yeah. Especially after Dragon Prince um, stayed a success despite Aaron Ahas being a scumbag piece of shit. Yeah. Um, uh, but, like, Disney Plus having something like that would be, like, really interesting. Nobody's going to do that because nobody's going to... Nobody wants that right now, and nobody's willing to put in the work to make it something people want. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's. I think Aragon is kind of a dead, like, yeah. franchise right now. Where can I get a signed book? You can purchase personalized copies of my books from the bookstore below. Um, just call them up and let them know who you would like the book signed to. I'll come in to sign them. Uh-huh. Oh, so he just has like a local store that he goes in and signs books for. I guess he lives in Montana. Um, I guess so. <laughs> um, he does some events. That's not interesting. Um, will you read and critique my writing? Many fans <laughs> send me their writing, hoping that I can offer advice. Unfortunately, my busy schedule doesn't permit me to read manuscripts and give them the attention they deserve. If you're looking for a mentor, try to find a local writer, editor, or English teacher who can review and edit your work. I can't think of anyone. If you can't, if you can't think of anyone, try asking your local librarian for a referral. What a weird thing. What are your favorite books? Dune by Frank Herbert, Magician, Apprentice, Magician, Master, and their sequels by Raymond E. Feist, Wizard of Earthsea, and the first two sequels by Ursula K. Le Guin, the Bulgarian. Wait, 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 wait. Only the first two? Because the farthest shore is dog shit compared to Tahanu. My man doesn't like Tahanu? Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out. <laughs> The Bulgarian, now available in Volumes 1 and 2. The Malorian, now available in Volumes 1 and 2. And The Illenium by David Eddings. That's all nonsense Sh- to me. Shouts out to, shouts out to him. This is, these are not all the most obvious picks, I think. 
Memory, Sorrow, and Thorn by Tad Williams. The Gormengast Trilogy by Mervyn Peake. That sounds familiar. I haven't heard of a lot of these. The Worm Ouroboros by E.R. Edison. The Dragon Riders of Pern series by Anne McCaffrey. The Pit Dragon Chronicles Trilogy by Jane Yolen. Uh, the Red Wall series by Brian Jacques. That doesn't sound interesting at all. I don't know what that is. Fable Haven and sequels by Brandon Mole, and many more. Recently, I've enjoyed Serafina by Rachel Hartman, The Peculiar by Stefan Bachman, and The Emerald Atlas and Fire Chronicle by John Stevens. For further reading suggestions, see a few of my favorite writers, book recommendations, and favorite young adult books. All three of those are different articles on this site. <laughs> What inspired you to write The Inheritance Cycle? Oh, oh that's nope. a long one. Nope. How did you invent your characters? Well, scroll down to the next one. That's more interesting. What inspired Aragon's character? My concept... <laughs> King! King! Should I do this one in the David Lynch voice? No. My concept for Aragon originated with me. <laughs> Writing about yourself is probably one of the easiest things to, for a 15-year-old author to do. However, over the course of the first book... He does many things that I haven't, such as ride a dragon, fight monsters, and use magic. These experiences conspire to differentiate... I'm gonna take another <laughs> run at that one. These experiences conspire to differentiate Aragon from me. In some ways, the character Aragon and I grew together, facing the greater world as public figures. But overall, we diverged. Aragon is now his own person, similar to me in some respects, but possessing a unique history, likes, dislikes friends and family i find it interesting to delve inside his mind but his mind is no longer my own i like that the things listed here include likes and dislikes like it's a deviant <laughs> OC. like not ideologies no what inspired angela everyone character? knows this everyone knows this is angela who's angela the herbalist the fortune teller the the wacky okay lady with the cat I don't remember her. It's been a very long time. She's a fan favorite. Angela the Herbalist was inspired by my sister Angela. Um, She knows the Latin names of all our local plants and actually had a humorous argument with her uncle about whether toads are really frogs. That's a reference to a scene from Aragon. Okay, I thought that was just an amusing anecdote (laughs) from his childhood. (laughs) She also, I think, is a writer. She, I remember that she... She might have a cover credit on the Fork, the Witch, and the Worm. No, not a cover credit, but an inside she has, like... Okay. Credit on that. For editing it, maybe? Uh, I th- Probably editing and some other stuff. I don't really remember exactly, but... We definitely put a lot of work into it alongside Mr. Christopher. Christopher Christopher. How did you come up with the names and the spells? Uh, my names came from three sources. Some are word plays. <laughs> Check this out, y'all. I hope you're ready to have your fucking minds blown. Aragon is dragon with the first letter changed. And Sephira is a variation on the word sapphire. Holy shit. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Rolling, look out. (laughs) Some are from historical sources, Anglo-Saxon, Norse, Germanic, Russian. We won't question how white that is. Uh, And the rest I invented according to rules of my imaginary languages, such as the elf Bloodgarm. Bloodgarm. Uh, I will say, I would, I'm, I would be perfectly happy to let Christopher Palini stay inside the sandbox of white names. We don't need him to go any further. Knowing how, like, the things that he's going to write, we don't need him. Like, if you want your diversity, like, your, your representation... You have other sources besides Christopher. I think we can let him stay in the little sandbox here. (laughs) As for the spells, first I wrote out what I wanted to say in English. Then I translated word by word into the ancient language. Sometimes I already had come up with the words I needed, and sometimes I had to invent them from scratch. So it's interesting that the ancient language has identical, like, grammar and structure to English. Yes. That's not, like, a textual thing. That's not, like, in the story... Because in the story, it has different grammar rules. But literally, he's just writing an English phrase. And yeah. Changing it. 
How did you invent the ancient language? In regard to my ancient languages, when I was writing the first draft of Aragon, I needed to invent a word that meant fire. It was supposed to come from an ancient language that I is always used with magic. To begin my research, I flipped through a dictionary of word origins and eventually found an old Norse word, brzinger, which meant fire. I loved it so much that I decided to base the rest of my language on Old Norse, so I went online and dug up dictionaries and guides to find more. I invented words based on what I found, and then formed a system of grammar and a pronunciation guide to fit my world. Developing this was probably the most difficult part of writing the books. The dwarf and the ergol languages I created for Aragon were worked up completely from scratch. For more information, see the invented languages of the inheritance cycle. Um... We'll cap off this segment with one last question, which I ha- I I might be interesting to you. I have only read, I have only read the first two books. So, mm-hmm. explain your thoughts about the ending of Inheritance. I wrote the ending that I felt was appropriate for the world and the characters. To do anything else would have fractured the internal logic of the series. If I had forced Aragon and Arya together, it would have fulfilled Aragon's hopes but broken Arya's character. What you have to keep in mind is that even though Inheritance is the end of the series, it's not the end of the world of Allegasia. Aragon and Arya's story will continue. They are going to live for a very long time, and their relationship is far from over. So, book five. Oh, they fucking... <laughs> no, but they are mind-linked to their dragons, and their dragons are fucking... Wait, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Sephira's the only... Um female dragon and so their dragons are mind linked and fucking yeah the two dragons fly up into the sky and fuck in midair while uh aragon and Arya stand there next to each other like well this is a little awkward because we they're far enough away that we can't really sense what's going on but we can kind of sense what's going on that's weird a huge chunk of those books is aragon getting over his crush on Arya really yeah i just assume he's like a weird reply guy and she's like shut the fuck up and eventually he's like trying to work past that and huh yeah that's better than i would have given it credit for i just assumed that they were magically destined to be together i mean they kind of are but not romantically Mm -hmm. they're just like tied together by fate and eventually he's like he's like worked enough to because he like leaves by himself he just fucks off off the map checking in on the export chat um olivia says perfect state is better than elantris i still am not listened to the perfect state episode of arcanum because i'm a bad friend and wife wow uh i would agree so far but i don't know how elantris goes because i haven't read it i think uh who said they were going to read all of Elantris and then just reread it along with the podcast? Oh, I don't know. Was that Molly? I think Molly... Was that Olivia? I don't really remember. I think Molly is listening to the podcast but not reading the book. Right. Because I think Molly is like, the book sounds bad. I'm not going to read that. <laughs> yeah. Olivia Olivia is going to read it, I think. Yeah, I think it's Olivia is just going to read it straight through. That's fair. Uh, that was our our little foray into christopher paolini's faq page um but you know all this stuff is about aragon because that's the that's the thing that that you know um there's just a tab on the website called to sleep you flew on the wings of dragons now soar into a sea of stars um it is a story of enormous intergalactic weight and consequence, but also of deeply personal human strength, compassion, and awe. Oh, we had another segment we were going to do. Unless you want to keep talking about Paulini, but I may be running out of Paulini steam. Okay. Um, Basically, it's about first contact. It's a first contact story in the audiobooks by Jen Hale. So right before... So we were talking about Christopher Paulini. Yes, this is the real crux of this episode. And we were talking, you said, 
Out of the blue, do you want to say what you said? My pantheon of guys? Yeah. My pantheon of guys is George Lucas, Brandon Sanderson, and Christopher Paolini. And I instantly knew what Nora meant, despite us never having discussed the concept of a pantheon of guys. And so, and I instantly knew my pantheon of guys was Mark Hamill, David Lynch, and Kevin Durant. I'm trying to think. It feels like there should be a basketball player in there. Wait, no, 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 no. It's David Lynch, Lil Wayne, and Jimmy Butler. <laughs> That's my pantheon of guys. Those are my guys. Yeah, you know, you got your guys. They're just my guys. They're I just, just like... <laughs> they're just guys. You like them. You, you, I just think about them. You watch what they do and you kind of just, huh, that's my guy. That's my guy. <laughs> what's my guy up to for a while my guy was kanye west i was all in on kanye west was my guy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now he is not my guy no uh but yeah we were thinking about the pantheon of guys uh everyone has their own pantheon of guys is it limited to three no you have more guys you can have more guys so my guys might be my guys might be Kevin Durant, Jimmy Butler, Lil Wayne, Mark Hamill, David Lynch, Kyle MacLachlan. That yeah. feels like a good pantheon of that's guys. That's a pretty good pantheon of that's guys. A, that's, a, that's a large pantheon of guys. I really respected your concentrated pantheon of guys. <laughs> it's the most concentrated I could get it. Uh, the only thing I'd add to my pantheon of guys is maybe like... Uh, I, I had something and now I've forgotten. I was looking at my bookshelf, and I guess, I was looking at my bookshelf, and I was thinking, and I, I guess I have a question for Tilly, who is not here, which is, is Herman Melville one of their guys? It's a great question. Is Herman Melville in your pantheon of guys? Right into the podcast. If you are listening to this, and you're, and you have a pantheon of guys, Please email us and tell us about your pantheon of guys. We will read it on the next show because I want to know about everybody's guys. <laughs> I'm obsessed with this concept of a guy pantheon. I hope we've explained the idea. I feel like either you know what your pantheon of guys is or you don't have one. I feel like everyone has one, but I can't explain the concept at all. Uh... Yeah, it's 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 an art, not a science. Yeah. Um, what did a guy for me picking it was just like, like I don't know. I don't keep up with like everything Little Wayne does in the same way that I keep up with everything that like Kyle MacLachlan does. You know. Mm-hmm. But I'm just always thinking about him. I'm yeah, hoping like, he's having a good day. This isn't like, you know. I'm not going to put, like, Emily Haynes as one of my guys. Because I'll listen to anything Emily Haynes puts out. That's not the type of fandom that this pantheon of guys is. Yeah. It's just, who are the guys you're thinking about? Just all the time. Just like, wow, I wonder what George is up to. (laughs) I hope Lil Wayne, I hope Kevin Durant had a good breakfast today. I hope George has has had a good time this fall avoiding COVID and probably voting for Trump. I don't know. He pro- actually, I think he's probably a Biden. But yeah, he's probably a Biden guy. He probably doesn't think about it. Yeah, he probably did his early voting, and you know, he probably did that only so that he wouldn't forget. He's <laughs> not as like a. But anyway, <laughs> um, we've got a question from uh, Juliet who asks. Can I be one of both of your guys? That is the answer. To that is yes. Yeah. 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 Um, absolutely. I'm adding Juliet to my uh, pantheon of guys. Yeah. I guess Anakin Skywalker is one of my guys. Is Anakin Skywalker one of your guys? Yeah. I feel like if I was gonna have a Star Wars guy, it would be Obi Wan. Yeah, that's a good guy. <laughs> He's a good guy. The thing is. <laughs> The thing is, I've always liked Obi-Wan, but the Clone Wars episode where he thirsty for Sabine, <laughs> he, thir- is that her name? Satine. Satine. Sabine is the girl from Rebels who does the yes. art. Yes. With that, that episode where he is thirsty. I'm not 100% sold on adding 
fictional guys to this pantheon, but here's the thing. Hayden Christensen is certainly in my pantheon. Here's the thing. I don't know if I want to put Obi-Wan in my pantheon of guys, because fictional guys, a little odd. But Ewan McGregor? Yeah. I will... I will watch literally any movie with Ewan McGregor. My aunt worked on an Ewan McGregor movie. Really? Big Fish. Is he in Big Fish? I don't know anything I about believe Big he's Fish. In, I think he's the protagonist of Big Fish. Is Tim Burton canceled? Who? Tim Burton, the director of Big Fish. I don't know who Tim Burton is. Well, that ends that question. <laughs> this is my new bit. <laughs> <laughs> Not knowing who Tim Burton is? Oof. Nolan who? Incision Hurdy. Did you have a surgery? I had a surgery. Oh, oh, interesting. Incision hurty today. Um, I'm still looking at that little dog in the chat. Yeah, that little dog that we posted. He's a good guy. Look at that guy. Bumbersnoot. That's, Bumbersnoot. That's, that's all right. I'm gonna get a. I'm gonna get a name tag in <laughs> Minecraft, and I'm gonna name all three of my dogs in Minecraft Bumbersnoot. Bumbersnoot one. Bumbersnoot two. Um, we got an email. We got an email from Zampano. Um, Hi, Blakes. Just a couple of quick questions. Which is the first book and or movie that you remember thinking, oh, this is bad, beyond not having fun with it? I mean, for me, a lot of those early ones are like watching a movie and being like, it wasn't like the book. Which, like, there was a huge, like, glut of ya books into movies when i was young aragon city of ember spiderwick chronicles um ink heart there's there's more uh, there's golden more. compass golden compass is like there's a lot easy, easy one, one to fill, fill out, out. <laughs> <laughs> there's a bridge there, to terabithia yeah it feels like there was a whole glut of those in like the 2000s and that still probably happens I don't know, but it really felt like there was a movement after Harry Potter to do the YA into movie thing. What if City oh? was truck? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Did Peter Jackson do that? I think he produced it. I thought it was like Peter Jackson or Del Toro one. I couldn't remember. I, I think it was Peter Jackson. Del Toro produces, like, Del Toro, shout out to the homie, when he produces Is movies. Is one of your guys? Oh, Del Toro was extremely <laughs> one of my guys. Which color of guy? Del Toro is like... Guy. You're canceled. <laughs> You're canceled. Um, I, I'm not Pierce Brosnan or whoever the fuck wrote those books. Pierce Brosnan? That's the name you pulled out of your ass? Pierce Brown, is that it? Is it Pierce Brown? Um... Pierce Brown. Ha! That was pretty okay. fucking close. Okay. Fair. I just thought you made up a name. I was like, why did you... Yeah, call... Nobody would be named Pierce Brosnan. That would be... Dumb. That would be stupid. That would be stupid. <laughs> Who would do that? Roger Moore. You too. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Pierce Brosnan was an uh, actor who played uh, James Bond. I know that. I don't know the other thing you just said. Roger Moore is also an actor who played... Oh. James Bond. I can name three James Bonds. Name me James Bonds. Sean Connery. Easy one to fill <laughs> Easy out. Easy one to fill out. Uh, uh, Daniel Craig. Yeah? And Pierce Brosnan. Any others? That's all you got? I mean, you've got uh, Roger Moore now. Roger Moore. I wish he would Roger less. Uh, and I feel like there's like one more maybe? I believe there are two more. There's there's one who was only in one movie, and after that, Sean Connery came back. Is that so the moon I, one? Maybe. No, I, I think the moon one is a Pierce Brosnan one. But there's one who was only in one movie, and it was right in the middle of, like... Sean Connery had done three and then left, and then came back, so I wouldn't blame you for not knowing this one who was in the middle. This is just... This is just Doctor Who. Yes. It is literally that. Also, Doctor Who exists in Allegasia. He added a cameo of one of the Doctors in passing, with the one with the scarf. 
Oh, he would add that one. Yeah, because it was 2004. He would add that one. Isn't Eccleston like a like a leftist or something now? I remember reading something about Eccleston's posts online being... Um, Christopher. Pretty good post. Eccleston. Hey. Politics. <laughs> I thought... Um, I thought I saw that recently. I don't really care, but... Um, oh, that's a great image of him on this wiki page. I feel really bad for him because, like... Like, they just, like, totally, like, continued his storyline for the next guy and became, like, hugely successful. Mm-hmm. Um, this is past where we would want to be, isn't it? Personal life. This is probably where it would be, right? Yeah, uh, I saw the words conservative party there. Eccleston identifies as atheist, um, became a men-cap charity ambassador. Um, Uh, Here's a quote from 2017 where he says, it's always been a policy of the conservative government to try and destroy working class identity. If you prevent them from having a cultural voice, which is what's happening, they achieve that. They hate us. They want to destroy us. So we're being ruled out of having a voice. Also, he had. Also, he's um, struggled with eating disorders and depression. We stand Christopher Eccleston. Yeah. Apparently, shouts out to the homie. Yeah, all my homies hate the tenth doctor. <laughs> I don't give a shit about that. Um, but I do know that people who I was around who really liked the David Tennant Doctor Who stuff were very insufferable people. But it was an insufferable time. It was an insufferable time to be into nerd shit. Yes. That was the the peak of, like, Tenth Doctor also coincides, I think, with, like, the worst parts of Tumblr and, like, when ThinkGeek was a website that mattered. Very epic normal bacon. Yeah. Sort of era. Uh, I, like, I would watch any episode of the Tenth Doctor run right now, today. I would probably like it less than I did. But all my homies <laughs> hate the 11th Doctor. All my homies hate Stephen Moffat. Here's the thing. I got into Doctor Who through the 11th Doctor. And I really liked that one season I watched. And then I tried the next one and I was like, this is getting a little too interconnected with itself. And I'm not invested in the questions it's asking. Yeah, the the, the first season, um, the first season of the 11th Doctor is passable. It is fine. It is serviceable. The the guy's a Roman. It's neat. Mm -hmm. The Da Vinci episode was really cloying, but yeah, was was good at the time. That's the thing that Doctor Who is good at is cloying. Um, got all those claws. Gonna cloying your face out. Hey, I'm Doctor Who. I'm time traveling over here and over there and over there and back then. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he sounds like. Hey. Run! <laughs> this is like New York Christopher Walken. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about a run. <laughs> Allons-y. That's the thing he says. He says Allons-y. It's, a, it's like a uh, timey-wimey uh, bullshit. How long is this episode so far? Too fucking long. <laughs> Are we done? I don't know. Uh, I want to know everybody's pantheon of guys. Yeah. Christopher Eccleston, not in the pantheon of guys, but I wish him all the best. I yeah. hope he's having a good day. I only brought it up because I like saw people talking about it recently. Like I had a, I saw a tweet with some screenshots. Go by on my timeline, and I was like, oh, Nate, that's nice. I don't trust him because he's rich, but... Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, oh, did we have a second question on this? We email? did have a second question. Also an Aragon-related question. Have you ever got into something because of a piece of media really wanted to sell you on it? For example, like wanting to become a vegetarian or an atheist. This is an Aragon question. <laughs> um, I mean, I... I got i 
I started eating ramen as a kid because of Naruto. Does that count? Yeah, same. <laughs> I would eat ramen while watching Naruto. Yeah, same. We all did this. <laughs> we all ate ramen while watching subbed episodes of Naruto. No, on dubbed U- on TV. Thank no, you. Subbed on YouTube. Each episode was split into three parts because you could yeah. only have a 10 minute video on YouTube at that time. I did do that. I remember that. Um, other than that, I guess... So, Google has offered three auto-complete replies. Do we want to reply back with yes and yes, no I haven't, or I agree with you? <laughs> Vote now on your phones. I'm trying to think if there's any others. And I don't think so. I guess this is probably why I got into chess as a kid. Yeah, I would have gotten into chess because of Harry Potter. I can't think of... I'm sure... I'm sure this happened. I'm sure this happened with Kurt Vonnegut books to me. I'm sure there's something that I did because I really liked Kurt Vonnegut books as a teen. But I can't think of what it would have been. I can see lots of potential ones. Like, I could have gotten really into Calorie Mates after playing Metal Gear. Um... I can't think of any. Sometimes there was a time when I wanted to get into photography and I never did. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Other than the obvious ramen answer, I don't know of any others. That might be a podcast. Might be a podcast. Uh. Where can people find you online? Neither Nora on Twitter at norablake.online. You can find me on Twitter at autumnal underscore coffee. The Patreon, uh, exportaud.io. We've got links to everything there. Every podcast on the Export Audio uh, network and the YouTube channel all linked on the Patreon. So go there if you're looking for anything. Um... We just recorded a very good episode of Hot Singles, and we're going to record another uh, as soon as... Probably probably a lot of things are on pause while I wait for this week while I try to get the new laptop. But um, And then after that, I'm going back to work. So probably going to be like some rocky weeks here, but we'll, we're figuring it out. Um, I may... We've recorded an episode of Airplane. I will try to edit it, but I don't know if that's going to happen. We'll play it by ear. Um, anything else? Can we find Paolini's sign-off? What do you mean? He has a sign-off that he uses. It's like in the Aragon language. And thank you again to everybody for help with, like, find help with the laptop stuff. It, it really means a lot. Um, like, this thing is damn near paid for, and I didn't even ask for that. So thank you. I'm just going to. May your sword stay sharp is his sign off on his blog, but he used to write it in the ancient language. Boo, coward. Here, let's... It's a weird angle to type on. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> uh, Do we want to just play this? Yeah, I just... I'm trying to... Here we go. I feel like that might be Chris. That might be Chris. That's it. That's the podcast. Good night, everybody. Thank you for the emails and the chat messages. Join the Abnormal Mapping Discord so that you can hang out with us. I have never been one to check Discord much, but now that there's an export channel, I'm checking it. Like it, now that it's about you. Now that it's about me. <laughs> no, I just I just look at Twitter all day. That's yeah. the that's yeah. the thing is that Twitter eats up all my t- attention. But if you post in the export chat, I will see it, and I might antagonize you. 
you just have to take that on as a risk that I might be antagonistic because that's who I am as a human that exists in the world. But, like, I'll see it and I'll talk to you probably. Mayor Catclaw, stay sharp. You shut up. <laughs> Hey man, I'ma tell you something, man. Hey man, Kevin Durant, man, I'm trying to see you on that court ASAP, man. You say you gonna play me in the game, man. I ain't never seen you play a damn. Bitch, I'm Lil B. Bitch, I'm Lil B. Who life mixtape? You don't know that it's me. Still on the court and I'm still on the court. Ban me from the game because you niggas on my dick. I'm a short nigga with a tall ass bitch. Might lay up, but I dunk on the bitch. Shout out to the WNBA. You got some fine ass girls I wanna fuck in the mouth. Who life mixtape? I'ma try it out. I'm at tryouts, trying to make a route. Fuck all you haters, I'ma hop them out. Three point on the bitch like Dirk Nowinski. Up in the club like Dirk and whiskey, see me on the court if you wanna diss me. Let's play a game of 21, it's really fun. I got half court shots and I post you up. I'm the drill speed well, I choke the coach. Street niggas like me, either rich or broke. Gotta hustle hard, that's all I know. Who life, bitch, that's all I know. Sports lifestyle with a gorgeous flow. Write my contract, I'ma buy a hoe. Beverly Hills, I'ma buy a home. Fuck KD, that's KD, how it goes. How it said goes. that I'm whack, see me on the court. Score on me if you talk about points. I like Rock Nation and I love Jay-Z. But on West Side, I'm screaming, fuck KD. He said that I'm whack, see me on the court. Score on me if you talk about points. I like Rock Nation and I love Jay-Z. But on West Side, I'm screaming, fuck KD, bitch. Fuck on the motherfucking TV. I'ma tell you something, man. Hey, man, see me in the game of 21 and I'ma shut the fuck up, man. I'm on you, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, tell them something like this, man. Tell them about motherfucking Lil P. Tell them about me. Hoop like mixtapes. He says that I'm whack. See me on the court. Score on me if you talk about points. I like Rock Nation and I love Jay-Z. But on West Side, I'm screaming, fuck KD. He said that I'm whack. See me on the court. Score on me if you talk about points. I like Rock Nation. And I love Jay-Z But on the red side I'm screaming Fuck KD, bitch